Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Pendant Shakespeare, Julius Caesar, Act 1. I'm your director, Landon Bell. I'm joined by... Colin Kelly, crazy person extraordinary. I know yes. this is cards. Who is also an actor in this thing, believe it or not. And, oh, who is this? Wait, I was in this? Why am I in this? <laughs> who is this dude? She fired that person. Historic dude, what? Yes, uh, so I started out this act with an intro. This is the uh, the first Pennant Shakespeare play to have an intro. And uh, that's a quick recording of uh, Benito Mussolini from World War II. Gee, just in, in case you're wondering where, where we get our inspiration from. Pendant Productions proudly presents... Or like Dwight from The Office, we'll sit there and, you know, shout random lines of dictators at, at you if you get mean. <laughs> the hour appointed has struck in the heavens! But the line felt like it worked, I think. I may be a little too familiar with that. It's foreshadowing. Speech, I think. Act one. And, oh hey, who is this wonderful voice? Jason R. Wallace says, Caesar, ladies and gentlemen. And that music, that music. We'll get to that music later. <laughs> and more music. What? We have music here? Why do you have music in this? This play is I, very music driven. I, I I I said I'd go if there wasn't music. <laughs> uh, this is actually the U.S. Army Band has a section on their website that has public domain music, and so I was looking through it and I was like, you know, this would work well for the political undertones in this play. Because our our version of Rome. In our minds, it's basically kind of like Washington, D.C. Um, so, you know, stars are stretched forever. Any actual involvement or aspirations with the characters in this play and real people. Hey, it could have been London, and it could have been God Save the Queen. But, you know, Stars and Stripes Forever is a better song. Mend me, thou saucy fellow. Take that, you bloody Brits. <laughs> thou art a cobbler, art thou? Truly, I kid, I kid, I like the Brits. That's why I call them Brits. Dude, they're amazing. Gotta love Doctor Who within the loop. And Peter Capaldi and his attack eyebrows. And Star Wars. When they are in great danger, I recover them. Right? Gotta love Star Wars. So, this is Kristen Mass as the second citizen. And holy cow, her performance. Holy cow. Um, when I was directing this scene, I said, You know, it's pretty great when you get a new actress and they're acting circles around the people that are in your plays, you know, every month. <laughs> or every other month. Which is when you're like, Ah, we should have given them a bigger role. Darn it! At least we got them a role, so hopefully they'll come back next time. Because that'd be nice. Yes, hopefully. Audition for more things. We'd like you back. <laughs> and this is also uh, Jeremy Wong and Matthew Hansen as Flavius and Marillus. 
and there have sat the live long day with patient expectation to see great Pompey. And yeah, their, their job in this play is basically to give the citizens a hard time. Have you not made an universal shout? Well, every Shakespeare play, I think I've mentioned this, opens with a character who kind of sets the scene for everything. Um, sometimes it's liter literally, like in Romeo and Juliet, you know, two houses, etc., etc. I think I've gone over this before. In, in Macbeth, it's the sergeant fleet, which we had Vincent Morrison. Much Ado, it's the messenger. In Twelfth Night, it's the... Othello, it's Iago. And for this fault, yeah. yes. assemble all the poor Twelfth Night, it's uh, Myoma. Draw them to the right. banks and weep your tears into the channel. See? Okay, I'll stop. See whether their basis It's so good though. So great. It's almost like we we have an incredibly good band in the armed forces. May we do so? Actually, that's more the choir that I'm going. Ooh, nice choir! I've actually heard the U.S. Army Band live in concert one time. They are amazing. If you've never heard them and they're playing in your area, go check them out. They've got like four different bands, so it doesn't matter which one. Go listen to them. I've heard the the field band and the jazz band, and they're they're all incredible. I love how it's live in concert, though. <laughs> That's something you really don't think of. Life in concert, the military band. There's this wonderful crowd of people. Oh, they're just. Idly taking photos. <laughs> uh, who we get for the Walla on this? I have to ask. I hear Dave Morgan, but who else? This is actually myself, and this is uh, a new voice actress at Pendant, Jennifer Fang. Okay. <clears throat> oh, good job. California. Oh, that was you. I heard you there. Yeah, that's me. California. Here, my lord. Stand you directly and in All right, now who are in this? Because I, I think last commentary, like, we will forget who, who's in this, so. All right, this is Sarah Jane Clifton as Calpurnia, who only has one line in this act, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, this is Anna Rodriguez as Antony, and then Jason R. Wallace as Caesar, and also Richard Casto as Casca. When Caesar says, do this, it is performed. And like I said, there's a lot of characters just right there, so... Well, that's the annoying thing, is we have so many bits parts, it's not even funny. I'm fortunate uh, I didn't forget someone. Caesar! Which you may have missed it, but they're at, like, a marathon, right? Yes. So, which is kind of what the actual Free Salooper call had a race, so we went with, like, a half marathon. And it fires, and while they're gazing, here's the soothsayer. Beware the Ides of March! Ah, thinks it's Morrison. A soothsayer bids you beware the Ides of March. Set him before me, let me see his face. Fellow, come from the throng, look upon Caesar. That's Cassius. What sayest thou to me now? Yes, that is Marty Brangle as Cassius. And then, as you said, Vincent Morrison as the soothsayer. He is a dreamer. 
I was trying Mostly. to pull up. Um, Pass. I can't remember where I put my list, but I actually counted the number of camera flashes in the scene. It's crazy. There's something like 150 camera flashes in the scene. <laughs> there at the beginning. Why do you have 150 camera flashes? <laughs> because, uh, you know, he's a politician, so... Hey, there's people gonna... There's gonna be people there, and they're gonna want to take pictures, and... People gonna take photo? Gonna... <laughs> What do you expect? Celebrities? Celebrity politicians? Will you go see the Order of the Course? Not I. Oh, and things get oh, a bit darker. Why are they getting do. darker, Landon? Ah, uh, they just do. do. They just do. I can't help the writing. Let me not hinder, Cassius, your desires. By the way, this Brutus, is you as Brutus. Who, who? Who's in this? You! It says you. I hate that guy. Which, you casting Brutus was fun, because... Cassius, I mean, there were. Th I got so many auditions, and so many of them were good, but not quite what I needed. So I managed to break it down to about two, and uh, once I started examining it a little bit more, then I went with Colin, which is helpful because you're also the dramaturge, so you you know you know these lines back and forth. Forgets the shows of love, Frontward and backward. Oh, Brutus, I have Sideways, slantways, longways, backways, squareways, frontways. Uh, yeah, I may be a, a Willy Wonka nerd. Say that line of Cassius. Uh, can you see your face is one of the most no such as will important your lines. Into your eye. You might see your shadow. Because let's be honest, many of the best you can't see yourself. You don't know what you are unless someone Caesar. helps you see that. Speaking of Brutus and groaning underneath this age's yoke, right. I wished that noble Brutus had his eyes. Uh, this music, by the way, is Zero Project, which, uh, trying to determine the main music artist for this play was tough, because, I mean, there, there are so many options for what kind of music you could use for this play. You could either go, you know, just straight military band kind of stuff, or you could mix and match. And, uh, it turned out, as, as I started looking into it, the mixing and matching was best. And so, narrowing it down to Zero Project as the main artist, followed by uh, the U.S. Army Band, and then my own compositions, worked pretty well, I think. I'd say Zero Projects have, have a very epic feel about them. And that's what I, what I think I've loved about their music. I do fear the people choose their king. And I'm not gonna lie, this act is probably my favorite one that I've ever directed. Um, act 5 of Twelfth Night was pretty great. But then this one came along and it yeah, it, it meshed together so well. All of the performances, all of the music. For let the gods so speed me, as I love the name of honor more than I fear death. 
I know that virtue to be in you, Brutus, as well. I, I love you know your outward Mar Marte yeah. Bringle's uh, oh, interpretation of Cassius story. because I cannot tell. How do I put this? She's this you know she's the person who's in, in charge of everything. She's the spider. She's the heart of the web. And the way she talks to Brutus, uh, first off, from the writing perspective, it's brilliant. But she just brings it to life in a way that is so believable. But it's also she also brings this distance to the character. It's like she's so distant from everyone else. And it's genius. As a matter of fact, she didn't even audition for the character. She auditioned for Antonia and I emailed her and said, this is exactly what we're looking for for Cassius. Would you be okay with playing the character? And she was gracious enough to take it on. Well, that happens sometimes. Um, sometimes you get... It, how do I put this? It, it's someone's like, ah, I, 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 I'm not good enough to be this or whatever, right? right? So they audition for what they think is a smaller role, and then you'd be like, no, 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 no! You get the main part. And they're like, what are you doing? No, you don't like this. I, I really have to apologize to the actors as a whole. Because part of my job as dramaturg is to go through everything and try to make sure all the pronouns are properly done. And uh, the original play is predominantly set up to be male. Of course, that's how Shakespeare goes. But particularly in the uh, the, Rom the Roman plays, everything is focused on the men. And trying to switch, you know, just genders here and there, um, try to create it, like, half our cast is female, I think, if not three-fourths. Yeah, we had, we had an insane amount of ladies who auditioned. Which was nice. Yes. Job ladies, we like ladies. More ladies, we need you to audition for other things, too. Which, and I've talked to, uh, other people on other pendant shows, and they say... It's mostly guys who audition. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe one of these days I can send some of our people from Shakespeare over to your show, but... What no. we need to do is we need to time a Shakespeare casting call and a large female role at the same time and see what happens. We get any crossover between them. What should be in that Caesar? Why should that name be sounded more than yours? Write them together. Yours is as fair a name. Sound them. But we had a similar thing that happened with Twelfth Night, too, where I think we had a 50-50 split, and uh, we wound up casting a lot of ladies for that play. It's, yay, ladies! We want you to come back! We want you to be in more things! Please! Age, thou art shamed! Rome, thou hast lost the breed of noble bloods! We really need a, and that's one of the major things the modernized Shakespeare. Though I, I will say, if it ever gets to a point, uh, I, I remember uh, the old old girls' high school I used to go over and do plays for was talking about doing an all female production of some Shakespeare plays. That'd be interesting. I'd, I, I think <laughs> we could do that, right? Yeah, it depends. Depends on what play it is. Mm. You do love me, I am nothing jealous. Well, you would work me too, I have How some. How would you feel if we did, uh, uh, Hamlet, all female? Nice. All female Hamlet. Nice. I would not. <laughs> so with love, and I now, treat you, be any further move. You know, no, no, no guys at all, just ladies. Which will have to say the reverse Shakespeare days. 
Um, who are the hear and answer such uh, Rosencrantz and Gildersturn? <laughs> that would be great. It's like, ladies, it's just Timon and Pumbaa. Play it as Timon and Pumbaa, except you're a lady, so give him a different voice and give him different emotions. And no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking of Bo Burnham. The uh, making fun of Shakespeare, he go in talking about uh, Hamlet. He goes, "Come on, guys, it's the effing Lion King." <laughs> Doesn't this sound familiar? I will do so. It's always been hilarious to me that Disney denies that the Lion King is Hamlet. It's Hamlet. And Cicero looks with such as we have seen him in the capital. Being crossed in conference by some senators. Anyways, back to Julius Caesar. <laughs> I'm like, you know, we can keep going on this track, but I think we should talk about that the play. We could indeed. That was a really quick marathon or race. It was. Like, what was that? Like a uh, a mile run. That's what they're doing. Uh, so I should so I should mention this line. Let me have women about me that are fat. <laughs> Is actually let me have men about me that are fat. In the original. She thinks too much. And uh, so we had to change it because Cassius is now played You're by a lady. Not Caesar. Right. She's not dangerous. She is but it's just uh, one of the, it's, it's a funny line to hear because you don't hear anyone say, let me have men about me that are fat. And you really don't hear anyone say, let me have women about me that are fat. <laughs> it's really strange. I do not know the one well, I should avoid so you, soon. You, you can kind of make the joke that, uh... She reads much. I think the reason I would let women have, have women about me that are flat, fat... She looks quite through the you know, of men. Caesar's just completely, you know, behind the entire... I like big butts and I cannot lie kind of people, you know? Yeah. Seldom and that's kind smiles. of that's kind of how I uh, interpreted the direction you were going. Well, and, and, and sometimes uh, I think such men as she be never at heart. Like that, so that such men are she. I left it because uh, collective because pronouns are annoying. Very Why do we have pronouns? <laughs> Why do we have to have pronouns? We don't need pronouns. What is to be feared than what I fear. Just be glad you don't speak always, French. I am it would be worse. Oh, on my right hand. For this, uh, this Although, you know, it kind of... It works with the uh, romantic languages. With English, it doesn't work, because it's Germanic, and... You know. You pulled me by the cloak. Would you speak with me? I it makes I, sense I confusing. Going back to the play, though. Um, Richard Casto's Casca. I should not then ask Casca. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he, it's like he walked out of Shakespeare. Now. Being offered him, he put it by with the back of his hand. You know, you're, you're just like, then you know, what what blood fellow is this grown to be? And he's like, hey, uh, why for that too? Casting Casca was, was fun because why for that too? I got these auditions the and I'm like, ah, man, these are good, these are really good. And, put it by and then I get Richards and I'm like, this is amazing. And so yeah, once I heard his. I don't think there was a competition because, like I said, the others were good. This was amazing. It's it's kind of hard to deny amazing. I saw Mark Anthony offer him a Which it's ironic because he he actually had uh, a role in the seminar short moment, and in that short they quote Shakespeare. Does he quote Casca? 
I don't think he quotes Casca, but he quotes Shakespeare. Ah, that, if he had quoted Casca, that would be perfect, you know? Yes. <laughs> would have been genius. It would have. So this is this is a side note, but if you go back and you listen to the sound effects in the background... This is purely um, this is purely coincidence, but it sounds like someone in the background is saying, "It is, it is Caesar." And if you listen to it, if you listen to it a few times, you'll you'll catch on. But soft, I pray you. What? When you have to when you have to listen to a scene a dozen times while you're directing it, you catch little things like that. And was speechless. Tis very like he hath the following sentence. Like, I'll probably never be able to use no, that Caesar crowd sound effect ever again. I'm hearing it now. <laughs> we I am hearing I this. What you mean by that. Leonard, what have you done? I'm telling you, it sounds exactly like someone is saying that. And hiss him according as he pleased and displeased them. As they used to do the players in the theater. But I will never, ever be able... I'll, I'll probably what never, ever be able to use that himself. sound effect again. Yeah, just because... I now hear that when I listen to it. Have you seen the, uh... Uh, it's Old Fortuna. Uh, being sung on YouTube. But they, they show pictures. So your mind starts changing the lyrics. According to what the picture is. So now you have, like, octopus wearing boots. And stuff like that. He said... Oh, wow. ...or said anything amiss. He desired their worships to well, that's kind of like uh, it's a little bit like bad lip reading, except the opposite. The last good soul, and forgave him with all their heart. Yeah, if any, if anyone listening has never heard of bad lip reading, they take video from movies and television and they dub over it. Thus said, away. I did Cicero say anything? I he spoke Greek. To Always to hysterical Nay, results. And I tell you that I'll <laughs> ne'er look you eye the face again. But those that understood him smiled at one another. Ne'er look you eye the face hands. again. But for mine own part, Who writes this? It was Greek to me. <laughs> I can tell you more news too. Marulus and Flavius for... I love that line. It was Greek to me. <laughs> Gee, it's almost Very like well. that line has somehow become... If I could remember it. Will you sup with ingrained in our culture. Him? No. I'm Indeed. Will you dine with me tomorrow? It's, it's one of those constantly right. quoted Shakespeare lines. Plus, the other one for this play, dinner worth the eating. which we'll get into Good. what... I will expect you. Do so. No, that was in this Fair play. In, in this it act. was in the scene. The, uh, yeah, the, the fault, fault is not in our stars, but, but yeah. in ourselves, that we are underlings. Which annoys me! Because you've seen the the book, The Fault in Our Stars, and, you know, I'm told it's a very lovely book. It is a very lovely book. And I'm told it's a great movie. I can't bring myself to read it, because the point of the thing is that we can make things aren't inevitable. We can change it for ourselves. Or, if you will, come home to me. But the book is about something completely different. That that's They can't change that. The fault is in your stars. It makes sense. It makes sense when you read it. I actually, uh, I, I think the book is genius, personally. <laughs> I just can't get over that, you know. Yeah. You should, you should definitely check it out. And anyone listening, if you've not read John Green's The Fault in Our Stars, check it out. Yes, I'm going to endorse it. You I don't live without it. You can live without it, guys. You can live without it. I'm living fine without it. I don't. Shakespeare. You need to be read more Shakespeare. Read more Shakespeare. 
I don't even. Yes, yes. I don't even uh, read very many romantic novels, but several hands that one, his very good. Anyways, back to the play. I have to mention <laughs> Brutus's line, last line in this act, good night and good repose has become my sign-off. Yes. For everything. It has. So when you see that, guys, the proper response is till then, think of the world. <laughs> I now want to see if I now want to see if any of my friends actually listen to the commentaries. <laughs> I should start doing that, but, you know, I'm just so used to being like, okay, bye. <laughs> Man, that musical transition. It transitions into rain. Nicely done. Nicely done. Which... This was actually the very first scene I directed for the act in. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's my favorite one in this scene, or in this play. Or not, no, act, excuse me. <laughs> I can't talk. When the scolding winds have rived the night, I can't talk. I just, I just get so excited that I can't talk. Swell and rage and foam to be exalted. Speaking of, this is Dave Morgan as Cicero. Never till now. I have to say, I like the music choice for Casca's lines here. Strife in heaven, or else because it's got that mystical vibe to it, and he's talking about mystical events. This is uh, the path of the lost thoughts. By Zero Project. Um, but Dave, though, I should point out, uh, in the in the uh, script release email, I was basically telling him, you know, go with whatever you want to do for this this character voice. I don't really care. But if you want to do Frank Underwood from House of Cards, that would be okay. And so, sure enough, he does his best Frank Underwood, and it is pretty spot on. Who swore they saw men all in fire walk up and down the streets, and yesterday the bird of night did sit even at noonday upon the market. So basically, I'm just going to start calling Dave Frank, Frank Morgan, Frank Morgan. I'm told as long as you don't call him Jerry, it's good. They are portentous things unto the climate that they Jerry Morgan. Indeed, it is a strange... Or Dexter. I don't think he likes Dexter. But men make a Or Debra. Don't fashion, call him Debra. Clean from the purpose of the things themselves. Come Caesar to the I should stop making jokes about Morgan, shouldn't I? <laughs> or he did Antonio. Yes, Dave, you're right. I absolutely should. <laughs> Good night, then, Casco. This disturbed sky is... Just pretend it's Frank Underwood, okay? Farewell, okay. Cicero. It's... It's Kevin Spacey and Frank Underwood Who's there? and a Roman Davis playing Casca him. By your voice. Your hair is good. Cassius, what night is I have this? to ask, did I'm I come up with the rain or did you? Uh, you put thunder and lightning. Those that have known the earth and so full of faults. I was thinking, For my part, yeah, this would be so much better if there was actual rain. <laughs> so I went with rain. And thus oh, yeah, no, 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 I think I went with the thunderstorm, because, you know, never until now did I walk through a storm that dropped fire. Yeah, yeah. The rain is a nice touch, though. But there was, a, there was quite a few thunder and lightning cues. As a matter of fact, I think the uh, sound effects line said, thunder and lightning, very, very frightening. <laughs> No, it said thunderbolts and lightning are very, very frightening me. Because I would do that. 
You look uh, and put on fear this is the part where I pull up the actual act because I don't believe you. Why birds and beasts from quality and kind? Why old men fool and children yep, yep. Thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. From their ordinance, their nature's That's what it says. Uh, I should have gone with the Queen lot reference. I'm a terrible fan. <laughs> Shame on you. Jeffrey, let's fire him. <laughs> no! Whatever shall I do? I won't have to work as much. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No mightier than thyself or me. He's kidding. You can't get rid of me yet. No, not when you've got two shows to come out. Let it be two. Romans yeah, two shows in development involved in two other shows. Two. I'm, purpose, I'm purposely emphasizing two because, you know, I really want that one to come out. The, the really big one? Yeah, well, let's not talk about comic stuff, okay? We're getting away from the awesome performances in this act. <laughs> I know where I wear but no, seriously, it's really good. From will Whenever that thing is cast, audition for it, because it is awesome. Strong. Especially Very you ladies. Gods, Anyways, you it also gets my endorsement, just like nor the Fault Stars. Not that I'm comparing dungeon, your your show to the Fault Stars, I'm just saying. Anyways, back to <laughs> Julius Caesar. Because apparently we have this, we are like chickens, no guys. Shiny, yum, 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 yum. See you later, rabbit trails. Piccolo, taco, piccolo, taco, cheap, cheap, cheap. Own hand bears the power to cancel his captivity. And why should Caesar be a tyrant then? Poor man. I love Casca's lines in this scene. One of the best themes in uh, Julius Caesar I have found. Is that certain draws. people you don't give power? Like you know, he's a great guy. You gotta love him, but don't put him in charge. Right. Don't put him in charge. It never ends well. But oh, grief! Where hast thou led me? I perhaps speak this before a willing bondman. Then I know my answer must be made. But I am armed, and dangers are to me indifferent. You speak the Casco. I love how Cassius tries to double back him with reverse logic, and basically, uh, you know, it, it just sucks him in more into her plan. Well, that's how he works. You know, that's how what, what Cassius does. That's how she moves. Right. And like you said, like a spider in in one way. Now, if we're going with that metaphor. Night, there is no stir or walking <laughs> in the streets. And the complexion of the element in favor is like the work we have in hand. Most bloody, fiery, and most terrible. Stand close a while, for here comes one in haste. Tis Sinna. I do know him by his gate. He is a friend. Tis Sinna. Sinna, where haste you so? To find out you. Who's that? McTavish? And this is Alexander no, McTavish as Sinna. And, uh... Alexander is actually a, a friend of mine, and I had this role open, and 
I knew he could act. <laughs> and so I said, uh, Alex, would you be okay with taking on this role? And he graciously uh, accepted. You could but win the noble Brutus to our party. Be you content. Good Senna, take this paper. Look, I'll be honest. He he sounds like he's a, he's a and throw this in at his really overworked. This up with like he's like old Brutus I, 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 done, I need to send my interns out for coffee. Find us. <laughs> can we get <laughs> coffee? Coffee would be nice. and he's gone to seek you at your house. I think it works well for the character though because he's he's very pointed into the point. Well and. Uh, I was kind of watching In the Loop the other day because Peter Capaldi's in it. It's on Netflix. Um, and there is a character like that, which is why I'm thinking of the, it's this guy. And I forget who plays him, but I just was like, hey, parallels. Him and his worth and our great need of him, you have right And this, I think, is the fundamental... Problem in Julius Caesar, I think, when we open, is that they need Brutus. Because everyone else is like, Caesar? Yeah, we don't like Caesar. You know, hey, down with him, get rid of him. But Brutus is the only one who's like, no, I'm a good friend with Caesar. He's a great guy. So they had to convince him otherwise. Yeah, poor Brutus. I love the guitar outro of that song. (laughs) It's so great. Mm-hmm. And plus, when it combines with the uh, keyboarding, it's beautiful. Indeed. Uh, so I said I'd bring this song up. This is um, a song I composed. It is called We Were Ambitious, which ties into a lot of the themes in this play. All of these characters are overly ambitious in what they're doing. Also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Julius Caesar. And there's actually a uh, line, I believe, in this act where, or no, maybe it's in the next act where someone is referring to Caesar as being ambitious. That is in the next act. I know exactly which character and what scene. Yes. I could probably give you the line if you gave me a moment. And so uh, I just tweaked the line so that it was we were ambitious instead of he was ambitious. Well, and then the entire argument in Act 3, of course. Vincent Morrison Indeed. As the and so, uh, I should mention, this song is actually royalty-free, so uh, if you ever want to use... If anyone listening wants to use it for any of their stuff, uh, it's free to use on soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell. We need more royalty-free music, which is yes. why I dedicated this way. it. If you if you would like to yeah, have your your uh, music featured in an audio drama, talk to us. Yes, please. Please shoot me an email. Your friends. Shoot me a tweet. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening. And we're here at the end. Can it be? Uh, well, we didn't get too crazy with this one. Well, we went down a rabbit trail, but nah. <laughs> All right, we will now be going down the rabbit hole. At least we didn't have, you know, monocles and top hats. Maybe I'll bring mine next time. All right, we will be back in one month for All Act right. Two. Have a good night, guys, or day, or whenever. Later. <laughs>